Hello, and welcome to the Bootstrapped Experience podcast. I'm Jack with Bjorn here. And I think it sounds like this week, we're just going to be talking about Shopify Unite, because there's a bunch of big announcements. Give us a lot to talk about. Uh, what do you think? How do you enjoy it, Bjorn? Yeah, it was great. It was a nice format that they did, I think. Obviously, some amazing announcements and stuff, but I was just happy that it was on, and it kind of resembled itself. Like the, I've been to, I guess, all of the Unites in person so far. And that presentation felt a lot like sort of the opening, how would you say, like big stage presentations that they usually do. And then they break out in like smaller sections afterwards. It was really nice just to see it all. I really appreciate it that they kept it short. I've attended a few sort of online conferences since COVID. And it's rough sitting there for 10 hours to get all the cool information you want. Yeah, I loved the format. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, it was nice and short and sweet, but like packed full. And trying to follow along with all the coding examples and stuff was like two times speed almost. And <laughs> it was pretty hard. But you could see the ideas behind it and to understand the concepts better and stuff. But yeah, what were your favorite sort of announcements? There was so much. It's so funny. Like I uh, was constantly pausing it to write down new app ideas and things like that when they were announcing new like API features and, and stuff like that. I thought the uh, checkout app extensions were really cool. That was probably like, I felt like that probably had the most potential for like a new app or new app developer to do some really cool stuff with. Yeah, that's probably one of my favorite things as well. I guess for now, it's like post purchase that they're providing hook into, right? So I'm not sure what other hooks will be given in the end. I could see usefulness once we get a thank you page sort of hook up as well for some of my existing stuff already, which is really nice to see. Because the way they seem to be doing it now with like packaging it up into like a little bundle, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think if I understood correctly, I don't think anyone's getting access until Q4 to the post checkout page, except for maybe Gil. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that not in open beta now or is he like in a closed beta? I could be wrong. My understanding was that I thought they said nothing was coming out until Q4, but I could be wrong. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I didn't catch that part. Yeah, that was nice. I like the app sections as well, which is kind of similar concept, right? A bundled package that you sort of hand over to Shopify, which then interacts and hosts the assets and things like that. I love that. Like, I kind of remember just over the years having like a bunch of ideas for apps. Like, this would be so cool. But the modifications I would need to make to the theme are so difficult and so dangerous. Like, I kind of was like, I don't really want to deal with this. Like, this sounds like once more merchants migrate to apps that support it, it's going to be so great for developers. Yeah, definitely. I think I agree. I've always held back a little bit with, with exactly those features as well. I think it's one of the reasons I stopped working on the translation app because hooking into the front end of the store and stuff, it's just kind of messy before when you uninstall and all that type of thing. And also, you risk when they're setting it up, they risk breaking their site or whatever, right? And this just sort of takes away. And to not break their site, you'd generally offer support to, to do it for them. And that's obviously a huge support load to take on. I've avoided them as well. Yeah, it should be cool. And actually, even like just for need A-B testing, like there's features that I can develop now that I couldn't previously because of this. If it looks, if it kind of works the way I think it's going to. So it's really exciting. Yeah, same. And like especially for app sections, I was thinking for, I have this app, Order Printer Pro, where it allows you to add a invoice or a receipt download on your customer account page. So people can have a login on the store, like the customers that are buying things from the store can go into this account section, right? And they can see sort of their order history and, and things like that. And they're 
often people add a button to download a receipt for a particular order so they can sort of self-serve. And doing that requires them to go in and edit the theme code at the moment. And just being able to provide that in a ready-made section that they just enable and choose where they want to drop it would be awesome. That is awesome. My only hope is that it doesn't take forever to get people switched to the new system, which it might, which I understand. Like, And I'm one of those guys that used old versions of Windows for a decade too long and stuff, so I get it. But hopefully we'll be actually able to support merchants with it. Yeah, and I think that's my biggest fear with it as well, is that they've got, what, 1.7 million merchants running on version 1 of the online store at the moment, right? And then they launch version 2, which will make it so much simpler. But we're going to have quite a long overlap of where you have to support both methods, I think. And maybe we can find out. Hopefully, there's a way to check the store's theme to see what version it supports so that we could maybe like via an API call, say, show them the correct instructions instead of having them to try and work out which version am I on, right? The less that they have to try and calculate themselves, the better. That's going to be a bit of a struggle, I think, for the migration. Yeah, hopefully it'll work out. Yeah, I heard they redid the whole sections everywhere three times or something. <laughs> they were always trying to create a backwards compatible version as far as I understand. Or I think that was the goal, right? And I think, where was I hearing talk about this? But calling it 2.0 sort of allows them to say, well, hey, this is a new version and not compatible with version one. And so I guess maybe that in the end, they had to drop that requirement of having it backwards compatible, which is how they were able to sort of make it to reach the goals that they set out when they wanted to do this new store. Yeah. I'll tell you too, like one thing just watching like all the code examples through Unite is it really makes me wish that I knew Ruby on Rails because you guys get so many nice tools and just integrations. Man, I'm jealous. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was actually the reason I chose Ruby on Rails to begin with was because that's what Shopify and, and obviously my first sort of coding app or coding anything was for Shopify. So it made sense. But it's funny because I was watching it and thinking, well, oh man, I wish I knew React better. Because there was a lot of, it was actually quite surprising how much JavaScript React code we saw compared to say Liquid or the other sort of standard Shopify coding practices. I was quite surprised, yeah. When they were throwing in like those sections into the checkout with just a little bit of React code, man, that's so nice. Yeah, it looked great, right? And then I was at the same time looking at it and going, oh no, JavaScript. <laughs> uh, but I'm getting better at it. And luckily you can hire smarter people than me, so they can help. I was going to say, yeah, the free app I used to have, I built that in React more or less to learn the basics of React because it was a pretty simple app. What I found, and who knows, but like I learned Vue first and going from Vue to React wasn't too bad. So I imagine whatever sort of JavaScript framework you're using, and it seemed kind of concepts. Hopefully it won't be too bad to switch over. Yeah, definitely. And they've launched an example repo where you can check all the code that they showed. It was a product reviews app. So yeah, there's basically a ready-to-go <laughs> product reviews app on GitHub that has all the latest uh, features, basically. <laughs> so, I wonder how many people just submitted that to the Shopify app store. Yeah, right. You could almost try it. Just change the logo and away you go. But um, <laughs> I should maybe cross the product review app off my list of next apps to build. We'll see. Yeah, no, I thought that was cool that they put out a repo that everyone can sort of look at. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, so I was going to say, Toby, at the end, he sort of talked about Ruby and Rails as well. And I almost, like when I was watching it, I was thinking, uh-oh, he's saying goodbye to these things. But then he, I think it was more of a love letter where he was saying, let's keep it fun and things like that. Because all the examples or a lot of the examples had been more JavaScript related. 
But I think it was more a reiteration to say that they were still standing behind Ruby and Rails. Yeah, it seemed that way. I think that's kind of why I left with the impression of like, God, it's probably finally time to dive in a little bit to it. <laughs> oh, really? It's a good time to get in. There's so much cool stuff there. Obviously, changing languages is a big step no matter what you're doing. There's just like, I looked at like the Shopify Ruby gem before and it's so nice. Like for Laravel or PHP, like there's sort of an equivalent, a Shopify partner, I can't remember who, but they built like a library for Laravel to interact with the Shopify API, but it's still like, it's not as nice. And like whenever Shopify releases new stuff, they have to catch up. So it's like a few weeks later and they do their best, but because it's not like a first party library, it's just, it's not, of course it can't be quite as good. Yeah, it's always going to be a little bit behind feature parity, right? Now that we've been lucky with the Shopify API gem is wonderful. The Shopify app gem has been a bit, it's wonderful as well. And lots of smart people are building on it, but it's gone through some, like stages where there's been some hard upgrade parts and stuff. But I think that's like anything. It's just probably the one that's most core to my apps. And so I notice it more. Yeah. And I heard mention of a branding API and I was trying to get more information on Twitter about it, but I think it's related specifically to the checkout. Yeah. Cause I was hoping that like Shopify would have a central repository for the store's logo for their store's uh, main colors or main branding assets. Right. But it sounds like it's just extracting the checkout settings into sort of a branding object instead. I see. Yeah, that would be nice to be able to just pull, especially the logo. Like, I mean, you can get it, but... Yeah, but why does every app have to keep asking them to upload it or to grab it, you know, scrape it or whatever? Absolutely. Yeah. I saw uh, Shashank from Push Owl. He put out like a, a free tool, a little API where you can ping it and it will scrape the... It will give you their logo. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he built like a little scraper or I guess it's a scraper. But I'll have to... I'll put that in the show notes to link to the tool. It's, it's quite handy. Yeah, definitely have to check that out. And it was sort of, I guess, the big freebie announcement as well. We all got a raise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we're 13 minutes into this podcast and we didn't actually mention it yet, which is, <laughs> that's crazy news, right? Yeah. I mean, that's insane. No, that's super exciting, obviously. I mean. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's money, but it's like super valuable to every developer that just got a pay raise and could maybe hire more. They can share it with the team. They can do a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's not every day you sort of sit on the couch and get a pay rise while watching a show. Yeah. Now, one thing I was wondering, and I didn't really get a chance to look into this because unfortunately it doesn't affect me either way, but like I was wondering if, is it, if it's per partner account or per app. So, like if I have 10 apps that collectively make over a million, do I get charged or uh, is it on a per app basis? I can answer that. It's on a, how would you say, not per app, it's per registered account. So when, and we have to register for it. On August 1st, there'll be like a registration thing inside the partner dashboard. And there you'll opt into the new program. And also at the same time, identify which Shopify partner accounts are yours. So if you've got more than one partner dashboard that you log into, you have to say, right, well, these four are mine. I only have one. And you just say, well, this is mine. And then it's the cumulative revenue from all of your apps. I see. Yeah, I wasn't too concerned about it because it does not, unfortunately, affect me either way. But nah. <laughs> I was wondering how that was going to work. Yeah, I guess I'm not sure if it's something you can talk about, but obviously your new uh, partners would be pretty happy about this, right? For sure, yeah. Instant raise for them as well. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, I guess it's a rising tide lifts all boats is kind of what, how Shopify is looking at this. And I noticed, I was reading the terms, they put out like a FAQ and terms thing. In that, it's also like, yeah, so no zero revenue share up to your first million every year, and that resets then. And then it's 15% above that. 
And Shopify, even on zero, they'll always take 2.9% as a processing fee. So it's the fee is now 2.9%, I guess you could say, but I think that's super fair. They've obviously got, they're charging the cards, they're handling all processing and everything else. And then what else was the other term I remember? Ah, uh, yeah, if it's free, uh, there'll come like a registration fee when you submit your first public app going forward. So anyone that signs up for the Shopify Partner Program after August 1st has to pay $99 when they submit their first app, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. So I think it's similar to like Apple's, but I think they have a yearly registration fee or something like that or one time. Yeah. So you pay like an upfront $99 to submit. And I guess that's to help with like processing all the applications and everything else. Yeah. And if you've signed up before August 1st, like we have, then that fee is waived. So we just convert to the new scheme. I wonder if we're going to see, like I was just thinking like over the next couple of years, are we going to see a lot more competition on the app store? Do you think you'll see more people migrating to it? Or maybe, like, I wouldn't be surprised if we see existing tools more willing to develop Shopify integrations now that they're not giving up that 20%. I'm curious to see what this does to the App Store overall. Yeah, my guess is that that's sort of thinking behind the change, right? Is that they want to attract more developers and serious developers. And yeah, like you're saying, big companies as well. I'd say that's... But then again, existing tools, if they're sort of coming in, yeah, maybe it'll be interesting to them, but they're not my competition generally, right? It's usually the smaller guys. And so I think quality and support and everything else will become more and more important. Yeah. There was definitely like, because I, I remember like when I first joined the App Store and did my first app, like I did have a little hesitancy around the 20%, but I was kind of like, but I don't have to deal with billing and 20% of nothing is nothing. So no problem. And it became more painful as time went on. So I think that, yeah, so people that are starting with that problem because they're already making money, like now that barrier is gone for them. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. I think I've always looked at it just as price to pay to be play the game. And I've never really given it that much thought. Like I've never said, oh, I wish they'd change it. Or I've just thought, okay, 20%, it's lower than Apple. I think 30% is way too high. Uh, 15% is great. Yeah, so but it was funny, like after the announcement, but while Harley was speaking and announcing it, I was, for your first 1 million that you earn on the platform, you get zero. And I was thinking, well, okay, I'm in a lucky situation that I've actually earned my first million on the platform. But okay, so this is not for me. And then he says, uh, it resets every year. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> yeah, so he got my attention. And then, yeah, I was just sitting there afterwards just going, wow. And, you know, my wife was watching along. She's now working for the company and everything. So she was attending her first Unite. And we sort of just looked at each other and went, we should almost celebrate. Just got a giant pay rise. But we ended up just basically getting a glass of water and cheering with that. And then, <laughs> and then I walked around the house a little bit, just going, hmm, yeah. That's what made me miss the in-person Unite. Because logging onto Discord is not the same as coming out into the hallway and chatting with your friends about it, about this great news, right? So I kind of felt afterwards like, oh man, I, and I've taken to Twitter instead, but it's not quite the same as being at the actual thing. So I hope next year that they put them on live again, if next year or year after or whatever, right? Yeah, I'm going to make a real effort to make it for the first time. I think that my previous experience with conferences and things like that were usually things that Jobs sent me to that I didn't particularly care to be at. So when I went on my own, I'm like, I'm not going to this. And then I, I realized like, oh, this is actually something I care about. Like I'd probably have a really good time. Yeah, it's just so much fun to be around like-minded people and you get super inspired. And Like I've always said in the past, I always get really nervous before Shopify Unites as well because I'm thinking, oh no. But this one was very much focused on like platform. 
Usually, they also get into a lot of like new features that Shopify in the admin, and these were much more partner-facing things that they were announcing. It was very much less sort of merchant features and more partner features, I think. Yeah, I got the impression, and I'm curious to see if they kind of if I'm right and if they do this going forward. But like, they might be sort of just building sort of outlets into the Shopify core product and letting developers, independent developers, kind of handle actually doing the features for shops. And I think that's awesome if that's the route they're going to go. Yeah, exactly. And they showed a cool slide that sort of, sort of said no code, which is the Shopify admin. That's for like for all the easy stuff. Low code, and that's where apps and extensions exist. And then you've got code, which is liquid and things like that, or a custom developer. But I thought that was really interesting, the way that they look at it, is to go, okay, should this be no code? Should it be low code? Or should it be full custom? And I guess that's the buckets that they put features into. Yeah, that makes sense. But I also got an email today from Shopify regarding the latest API releases. And I I guess they left out a lot of the stuff that they're releasing because now they do schedule sort of API releases every three months. And there was some cool new APIs coming. There's a file API now. So you can upload actual into the file section. Oh, it's so nice. We talked about that as like our wish list recently. I remember that. Yeah, exactly. And it's you got a tw- 20 megabyte limit, but you can basically give them an external URL or the actual raw file. And then they'll process it and they'll give you a preview image if it's possible. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was looking at it and there's no total file size limit for the total storage, but there's a 20 megabyte per file storage size. I think there was other things on that list, but that's the one that jumped out at me. And I thought, hey, I'll be waiting on this. So it'd be really nice. And it, I think it makes sense even just to, for my emails, for example, I host all the little icons and images on my server and they're getting pounded by all the purchases that have been made over the last five years or something for that app. Every one of those emails hits my server to load those images. So yeah, it'd be nice just to actually could upload those into Shopify and then Shopify CDNs just uh, powering it all instead of my CDNs. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, my first thought on that is like product images. So you can test product images with A/B testing, and that involves sort of shuffling them around a bit. And it'd be really nice if I just had one Shopify URL to use. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't have to sort of have it split between yours and theirs. That makes sense. And I mean, their CDN is super powerful, right? So why not use it? Oh, yeah. So nice. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see what's powering that thing, because it must be a monster of a database. Luckily, I don't have to worry about that. What else is new? Well, now that I'm vaccinated and I'm enjoying a bit of a summer of going out, which is nice. So like, I honestly haven't been putting in a ton of work lately. I went to the Grand Canyon for the first time last weekend. It was very cool. Basically doing some traveling. I'm going to go to Mexico City soon and just check that out. Yeah. Uh, Good for you. I should probably be working, but it's like it feels so nice to be able to get out of the house. <laughs> How about you? Yeah, it's a, things have been opening up here, and we had a couple of nice weeks. Now this week it's raining. A couple of weeks where it was super sunny, and so I've been sitting outside working and or doing other stuff. Yeah. Well, we go on holidays after this week, so I've got sort of three weeks of holidays after. Yeah, this is being recorded Thursday, so I guess we'll push our next podcast till after that, or take a break or something. Yeah, we'll we'll have to, we'll have to do a season two or something. Maybe this will be the end of season one, end on a high note with Shopify Unite. But we've been working on a few things. AppKit's done pretty much, and we're building out the new app now, doing all the UI and things there. Yeah, we've been we're also working on new illustrations, like I mentioned in the past, and those are done and starting to get uploaded into the App Store. And then at the same time, my wife's been doing, or we've been doing them together, but uh, new App Store screenshots. So 
all of the before they were very much just a screenshot. You got this media where you can click and see what the app looks like and stuff. And some of them had some information written on them to sort of point people of what what are you seeing here. But they could be improved a lot and we've got our new colors and new designs and things. So we've yeah, we've we're focused on making those really, how would you say, optimizing them, doing them again, making them better, making them clearer, and then just uh, putting a lot more text onto them to help explain it. Yeah, so I uploaded for the first two apps yesterday, and now we've got the other two to do tomorrow. I think we'll have them up. But it looks really nice because we've gone with this uh, color scheme changes. So each app has its own color, and you can really see it on the App Store listing as well. And it looks really nice when you, if you go to like the orderly emails App Store listing, now you'll see like the icon, the illustrations, and all the images. They all sort of blend together. They look like they're a cohesive unit. Oh, man, that's, uh, I'm jealous. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. She did a really good job. The funny thing is, like, I started out saying, oh, well, hey, let's just take the existing screenshots, put a nice little round the corners a bit, put a drop shadow on it and, and some new text or something. And she's like, oh, no, that's a waste of time. I don't want to waste my time. I want to do it properly if we're going to do it. So, all right, well, we go on holidays next week. Let's see if we can get it. And she just really did a good job in doing them all and making them fun. And yeah, you want to look at them. Yeah, she did a really good job. What are you doing for illustrations? Are you hiring those out? Yeah, his name is Nitesh. And it was again Shashank from Pushal that put me on to him. Yeah, so you give him like these whole sort of concept and then you see his sketches and, and everything else. I can send you a contact if you like. Yeah, please do. I'm always like fascinated with illustrations just because even with my mediocre design skills, if you get great illustrations, man, you can make it look good. I was just looking, I found it on Product Hunt. It's a site called Streamline HQ which it's kind of like a subscription. I think you pay like a set yearly amount to get access to just like a really nice icons and illustrations. And they've got like... Yeah, I bought those uh, years ago. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was going to get those this week. Yeah, definitely. And having good icons is worth it. Yeah, and it's just nice because like the illustrations aren't like illustrations I've seen everywhere. Like I love the Undraw illustrations, for example, but like... As a developer, like I recognize them instantly when I'm on a website. And I guess it doesn't like turn me off or anything, but it's still it's nice to have sort of a more original look. So I'm happy to pay for something. This is like a good sort of middle ground between hiring someone and using free. Yeah, and if you load them into like Figma or something like that, I'd imagine they come as SVG. You can put your own colors into it and edit them. And that's not super hard. Like you can use sort of like just a pick a background color, pick a, a different line color. And you can change the color. This site now, I think this might be why they launched on Product Hunt, even though they're a few years old, is they have that built into the site now. So before you download them, you can sort of customize just about everything about them. It's pretty neat. Okay. It looks like it's been upgraded since I bought it a while back. I've actually used on my onboarding screens in Order Printer Pro, those are streamlined icon illustrations. Yeah, there's like three, four little ones that there's like a empty state sort of pages, right? Little slideshow thing. Yeah, really cool. I like the design as well. And other than that, we've just done some minor updates on Order Printer Pro to improve sort of the the templates, the default templates when you install the app. So trying to improve the onboarding experience there. The app store category changes and stuff sort of put a bit of a, a spanner in the works. It sort of slowed down growth on pretty much all the apps, not drastically, but enough to be annoying, right? And then obviously great news with Unite. So that's where my growth is coming from at the moment. Good news versus bad news. And now going back and maybe looking at the apps and saying, right, what can I do to make sure that I keep more of the people that are installing because not as many people are installing them, right? 
before maybe something wasn't didn't have to be perfect because there was enough people coming through that you'd have a you'd be growing anyway. So now if you've got less people coming through, well, can you keep more of those instead? And that's kind of how I'm looking at it at the moment. I'll tell you, I think one of the big things Unite sort of did for me just watching it again is that I've been sort of moving away from the Shopify app store with Translate CI and all that. And it really makes me want to build for Shopify again. How are you finding that? Like, how are you going about it? Going about like a new project or I'm not sure what you mean. No, sorry. More like, yeah, where do you find the traffic then? What channels are you looking at? Or maybe you not got that far yet. Yeah, I haven't really gotten that far yet. I have a lot of thoughts. This is something maybe, this is probably a good uh, episode one, season two type thing, because I think I'll have tried some stuff by then. But yeah, like one thing that's cool about it is like I wasn't an e-commerce guy, but I am a developer. And so I hang out much more of the places that I plan on reaching out to than I did for a Shopify app. So we'll see. Hopefully I get something to uh, work. I'm going to be trying a bunch of experiments over the next couple of months. Yeah, that'd be exciting to hear how it goes. Because I think a lot of that stuff would be useful even for a Shopify app. It's just that we are sort of spoiled by having a lot of traffic there. So you don't go looking many other places. Yeah, I look forward to hearing that how that goes. And I think it's perfect for a season two, episode one. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Well, I think uh, with all the good news from Unite, and we might as well end it on a high, right? And it was uh, fun chatting as always. And I'll catch you after summer. All right. Sounds good. See ya. Okay. Cheers. Thanks, everyone.